and I welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. We continue today in Acts chapter 8, moving on to verses 4 through 8. We are now introduced to Philip, another one of the deacons selected by the early church in Jerusalem to administer to the needs of their people. We will see that God is going to use this man in a marvelous way also. Stephen had had the signed gifts of the early church, and now we see that Philip had these same signed gifts. Not everyone had them, only those who were in the places of leadership, those who were taking the word of God out to the world. There came the day when the signed gifts disappeared. They disappeared after the time of the apostles. By the time the canon of scripture was complete and established, the credentials of a true man of God was correct doctrine rather than signed gifts. Now, here are verses 4 through 8 of Acts chapter 8, and Luke writes, But the believers who had fled Jerusalem went everywhere, preaching the good news about Jesus. Philip, for instance, went to the city of Samaria and told the people there about Christ. Crowds listened intently to what he had to say because of the miracles he did. Many evil spirits were cast out, screaming as they left their victims, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. So there was much joy in that city. In one accord, our hearts in one accord. 
after the persecution of believers began in Jerusalem, many witnesses to the gospel went everywhere proclaiming the good news. The number of witnesses multiplied and the territory covered was expanded greatly. Philip, one of the seven of the Jerusalem church who now becomes an evangelist proclaiming the Christ, the Messiah, is an example of one of those who had been scattered. The city of Samaria is a reference to the old capital Samaria renamed Neapolis or modern Nablus. Now here with today's study is Pastor Henry Harder. The persecution of the early Christians in Jerusalem sure would be a fascinating story. But Luke in the book of Acts decides not to pursue it here beyond the stoning of Stephen. Luke is more interested in the spread of the gospel. So after Stephen's death and burial, he makes one more comment regarding Paul, and then he goes on to recount the church's witness outside the city. He notes that Saul began to destroy the church. He must have gone about that with a vengeance. The word destroy is used only here in the New Testament. But the Greek translation of the Old Testament has this same word in Psalm 80, verse 13, where the writer describes the ravaging of the vineyards by wild boars from the forest. That describes Saul's zeal against the Christians like a raging wild animal. He hunted them out, he dragged them to trial, and he had them imprisoned and beaten. This caused havoc in the church at Jerusalem, as you can imagine. But there was a good side. Luke continues the story, verse 4 of chapter 8 reads, Those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. Saul was scattering the Christians, making them refugees, but God was sowing the Christians, making them missionaries. They were forced to travel and to keep on traveling to stay ahead of Saul, and wherever they went they preached the gospel. That word preached means to tell the good news, that was their primary objective, to scatter the word of God, to sow the gospel, the good news that the Messiah had arrived and had taken care of the problem of sin and death. I can imagine they must have recounted the experiences of the death of Stephen. When he was about to die, he looked up and how he saw Jesus. That must have made death a lot easier to face. Jesus had gone through it and he was alive. I wish we could recapture the words of some of those early missionaries. I would love to hear what they had to say. Well, Stephen was gone. Now Luke refers to another one of the seven, Philip. Here is what he writes about him. Philip went down to a city in Samaria and proclaimed the Christ there. When the crowds heard Philip and saw the miraculous signs he did, they all paid close attention to what he said. With shrieks, evil spirits came out of many and many paralytics and cripples were healed. So there was great joy in that city. Samaria was the territory just north of Judea. There was long-standing animosity between the Samaritans of Samaria and the Jews of Judea. The rift was further deepened when Sargon, king of Assyria, conquered Samaria, deported most of the populace, and brought in other peoples. This began the mixed race. Things only got worse when the Jews returned from exile in Babylon under Nehemiah and began to rebuild the temple. They refused an offer of help by the Samaritans. This was in the 5th century. 
Later, at approximately the time of Alexander the Great, the Samaritans built their own temple on Mount Gerizim. Any possibility of better relations seemed further still removed when the Samaritans identified themselves as Sidonians and joined the Seleucids against the Jews in about 165 B.C. By 127, any possibility of reestablishing relationships was all but wiped out when John Hyrcanus, one of the Jewish Hasmonean rulers, destroyed the city of Samaria and the temple on Mount Gerizim and annexed Samaria to Judea. It wasn't until 63 B.C. that the Samaritans were liberated from the Jews by the Roman government. When Herod later, sometime before 20 B.C., offered to rebuild their temple, they refused when they discovered that he had made the same offer to the Jews in Jerusalem. The question then arises, with the long history of animosity between the Samaritans and the Jews, how was it possible for Philip to succeed so remarkably in Samaria? Perhaps because the Samaritans felt a certain kinship with the early Christians. They too had been dispossessed at one time. Furthermore, they must have heard of Stephen's remarks regarding the temple at Jerusalem. He had emphasized the fact that God wasn't limited to it or localized by it as the Jews insisted. Again, the Samaritans also expected a prophet greater than Moses to arrive, a restorer. Philip was proclaiming Jesus as that person. Perhaps they listened to Philip because they knew that Jesus had not skirted Samaria but walked through it and even ministered there. But how were they to know that Jesus was really the one? Philip authenticated his message about Jesus with miraculous signs, with exorcisms and healings, just as Jesus himself had done. As a result, Luke writes, they all paid close attention to what he said. Little wonder Luke is able to report in verse 8 of chapter 8 that there was great joy in that city. So the gospel that brings good news and great joy took hold in Samaria. The church there grew rapidly. Jesus' command, you shall be my witnesses in Samaria, was being fulfilled. It cost the life of Stephen, and Philip had to leave Jerusalem. But when God called, he said, Here am I, send me.
is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.